Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, this is the Making More Money for You show. I want to take a moment to thank my last week's guest, Daniel Kranzo from Godspeed with Daniel. It was a very different type of show we had, more or less investing with spirituality, uh, finding yourself, finding uh, how you align with other things in the universe or the person that you follow. So that was a different, definitely a different topic. And this week's topic is definitely in everybody's wheelhouse that has a business. We are going to be talking about marketing, building a brand for market, the market itself out there, uh, how it's changing, how it's diversifying, and what we can actually do as business owners or looking to be business owners can use it to our advantage. To do this, I have chief marketing strategist at Profit Master Business Solutions, Howard Wolpoff. Welcome to the show, Howard. Thank you, Magnus. Thank you uh, for having me. Oh, absolutely. Once when you reached out about marketing, and I'm like, this is something I struggle with personally, or actually professionally, in, in selling books and also everything else out there is marketing because it's always changing. Um, so before we get started, can you give us a little bit of background on yours, what you've been through and how you've seen a lot of changes happen from when you started till now? <laughs> well, that, that could be a long story. I'll try to keep it very brief. <laughs> I think uh, let's start with right now. I work with small business owners who are having challenges marketing their business and seeing the, the revenue results that they've been hoping for. Uh, a lot of them are. The, the way they look at marketing is, there is the, that whole visual concept of taking spaghetti and throwing it against the wall and seeing what will stick instead of having an actual measured approach. They spend a lot of time and, and money and um, all they do is create some more of a mess than the uh, the results they're looking for. Uh, you have to have a strategy. Of, otherwise, you're part of someone else's strategy. And what I like to see and what I like to implement with the, the businesses I work with is measured marketing something that really can tell what is working, what's not working, testing, seeing results, making sure things are timely. You have to have specific objectives, measurable objectives, actual objectives, realistic objectives, timed objectives, things that really can show you what, what is happening, how it can happen better, what can you really get the results from. And I have been in the industry for well over 25 years. I've been in... Um, Event marketing, I've been in sports marketing. I, uh, I, I helped launch a minor league baseball team way back when. Oh. That's uh, one of the more popular ones in the, in the industry. Uh, I've ran two different uh, marketing advertising agencies. Uh, and business owners l really have a lot of passion, a lot of uh, focus of what they want to accomplish. Most of them didn't go to school to be a business owner or a marketer. And that's where their challenge is. In growing businesses, I think there's a great statistic. There's 10 million new businesses that opened up in the last two years, which is phenomenal. Sadly, wow. yeah, and I, I think it was even mentioned in the, in the State of the Union address. But sadly, that um, over 50% of all new businesses that start this moment this year, whenever it starts, don't make it to their fifth year. And um, 
less than 4% of all new businesses make $100,000 in annual revenues. So there's a lot to learn to market yourself in the most efficient way and the most effective way to make sure that you are developing your your business the way you want it to be. Okay. Well, that is, we could have multiple conversations over multiple days of what you just talked about. <laughs> but uh, I know our time is precious today because I know you have um, something else that has to happen before the end of the show, which is totally fine. But to get into the meat and potatoes about this is uh, how does, how do you decide what you want your marketing to do? Is there like a template that we have to follow or what results we want? Uh, and does it vary from business to business? That actually came up in, as a question in my mastermind meeting today with my fellow um, publishers is does, does marketing, are there certain aspects of marketing that go across all platforms? There, let, let's break that down. There's certain aspects of marketing that can go across all platforms and all industries, but the you as the business owner, whatever industry it is, need to understand fully who your target audience is. Right. And okay. I love to give the example of uh, someone that sells hand lotion. If they go into this conversation and say, my audience is everyone that has hands, then they have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> because not everyone with hands buys hand lotion or needs hand lotion or has an interest in hand lotion. You have to really niche down to find those that have the real interest in hand lotion to then figure out how to market to them. And you also have to understand that people have two concepts going on in their head as they're on their journey to find the right answers for themselves. There's a problem they have they don't want, and there's a result they want they don't have. And you need to formulate all of your marketing, especially the, the, your entryway marketing, to be able to address those two concepts because if you don't and you're not answering it as strongly as you can, the prospect will just start to look on so to find someone else who can answer it and not spend their time with you because there's not a lot of time to waste when it comes to doing these types of searches or anything in life, unfortunately. Okay. Now that that is excellent right there. So before going to marketing, you have to understand what your brand does. Am I correct? You have to fully understand what you your brand wants to communicate out to your customers before you start spending money and sending it out to people. You have to figure out what your market dominating position is, what okay. makes you the best, the strongest, and what kind of added value are you providing? How are you better than others in your industry? Okay. But also fully understanding who your prospect is that you need to market to so that you have a, a clear focus on the message so when they are looking, that they're understanding it. Okay. Okay. Now, for an example, for the people, for the new new business owners out there, uh, let's let's take uh, my books, for example. My books are all about getting the jargon out of investing. And that's my, that's my main thing that I, I'm doing with this. And my, my target market is actually the people that want to invest in the ages of 18 to 35. Or does that is that a good good enough starting point to to test, or do I need to go down further? It's a good starting point, and you've been at this for a while, so you, I feel you have a sense of who you've been trying to speak to, who and who's been speaking back, and that's really the the starting key. Okay. If you're if your company who's starting out, it really is fleshing everything out to figure out who you want to target to. If this company's been around for a while. Let's talk about successes and failures. 
what has been working, what hasn't been working, and focus on that what hasn't been working a little bit more because we're going to figure out where you've been mismarketing and, and not reaching your target audience. I think that with, with that 18 to 35 group, uh, it's people who either have not done any investing or have done very little investing. And I think predominantly don't understand investing. And again, the, the jargon part is, is key because um, I know I like I took a finance class in business school, but I don't really enjoy watching any of those finance shows where they're throwing different terms out <laughs> of what's going on in the stock, stock market. It's a lot of language that I don't understand. Right. So it's so you definitely seem to have a target of who you're speaking to. You just have to figure out how you're addressing the two questions that are going on in their head and market to them they want to be marketed to. Okay. Now you brought up an excellent point on where to find our customers. And in this day and age with technology, people are jumping from platform to platform to platform. Now, is it smart to jump with those people or stay on one platform and wait till they come back around? I know we were talking about TikTok, how powerful TikTok was. And we've seen the platforms as Facebook ads, Facebook groups. Um, also, even Instagram is coming up and, and more powerful. How do we determine whether to do we chase or do we actually stay and wait for them to come back? Well, it depends on how how long you've been doing something and how well you've been doing it. So when you say a statement of wait until they come back, if you've been running Facebook ads and they've not been, they were doing great and now they're not doing it as well, there's some testing you need to be doing. Perhaps okay. you need to check at what the ad you're running and reframe it and give it a different angle. Uh, look at the the demos that you're trying to hit those ads with and make sure that it's niched down to who you're really trying to uh, reach. But people have short attention spans and their intent in general is not to be sold to until they are in the market to be sold on something. And then they'll start to do the research or something will catch their eye. And uh like I was looking for birthday gifts for my wife. It didn't, it was a very big range in an ad that I started to see on, um, it was either, uh, it was probably on TikTok. I saw it. And once I clicked on it and engaged in it, then it started to retarget me. And I started to see it all the time. And then I finally engaged with it. It was really cute. Make your own little, uh, we're a big Lego family. So it was uh, okay. Lego minifigs. And it uh, it went when it finally arrived. It went over well in the, in the household. But people are they have these short attention spans, and you're, that's why you're finding a lot of people gravitating towards uh, Instagram, Instagram Reels, or TikTok because you're just flowing through. There's not a lot of reading that's going on. It's really all uh, soaking in a video and, and being spoken to or entertained to. Uh, and a lot of times you might be being sold while you're being entertained in the process. Okay. Now, with with this change in technology, has impulse buying gone down or has it gone up? In as to terms of marketing, I should say, because way back when it's, when it's, when we used to be able to go out and see things, it's like, oh, I want that. Is that still happening today with with uh, these type of ads, di digital ads? It's a it's a trick question, and to. to that's the, the whole thing of, for example, supermarket advertising and, and marketing. When you go into the supermarket, you'll find different things on the end caps, those, those ends of your aisles. And that's to try to get right in front of your face 
So if someone is paying money to be on those uh, end caps, so you grab something as you're going down the aisle for your cereals and, and everything else you're looking for. The With the way the economy is right now, I think people have been scared to death with the word recession, which probably isn't going to happen at this point, although we really are still challenges with inflation more than that, uh, with, with trying to hold their dollars. I think things are kind of staying status quo, although there are people who will clearly see something and buy it just because it jumps out at them. And that's why you stood the TikTok and Instagram and Facebook are making a lot of money on advertising because they're still getting in front of people and uh, they're finding the right ways to engage them to click and find out more. Okay. Now, was a lot of this this change in divert in diversifying in the digital ads spawn from what happened in 2020 or was this going to happen regardless of what happened with everybody being shut in well digital ads really had been developing years before uh in the in the mid-teens you really saw focus on digital ads and and ad buying in, in uh like i was running a a website for a couple of years uh for folks uh, focus on uh, sec football i have a, a big uh background in working in sports and that's what i did i worked with uh, people buying digital ads and the the uh the 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 ad servers that were running into the uh the website and the way that these were being run in generating revenue for the website and this was a big part of people's budgets and companies budgets and it started to add, go grow larger and larger yes when when uh, people were shut in there were a lot more focuses on, on advertising online. Um, people are so used to uh, fast forwarding on their TVs and uh, <laughs> skipping through the commercials. And if you're in a, in a car, switching from one station to the other when you're on the radio, uh, it's hard to find the right way to get in front of people. W one of the things in addition to hearing TikTok, I speak to a lot of, of agency owners and, and marketing executives uh, with, with some of the recordings that I do, and people are talking about advertising on streaming. So if you're on Paramount, you're on Hulu, you're watching a show, a minute and a half of commercials are gonna come on, you cannot fast forward through them no. and you're gonna get that marketing message. Now, hopefully it's not, if they overbuy or they've undersold and there's a commercial that's getting a lot of added value, uh, extra spots, uh, it can be frustrating. Uh, I've seen the same woman kick the clown in the face over and over again, well, on Paramount watching uh, uh, 1923 and uh, 1883, uh, the, the, those series. But I'm a captive audience at that point. So very rare that you can find a place that you're going to find someone as a captive audience. Yeah, that definitely sparks another conversation about marketing. <laughs> and I, I'm one of those. I'm one of those subscribers. Is I'm paying not to have those ads. <laughs> And that's definitely one that's one of the things that irk me the most about them doing that. That's personal opinion, but I know a lot of people out there. But doesn't that give the streaming service another option to sell them a for a higher price, of course, uh, a service that does not have ads? So isn't that a, like a two-way marketing thing right there that could possibly work for, the for them? For the for the serving the, the streaming service, absolutely, they have to measure in their minds what's the threshold that people want to spend. So once you hit that threshold, then you go a little above that, and those are the prices you charge for people who don't want ads. 
but you also have to look at the math on your end. How much revenue are you getting from ads and how much is the difference between what you're going to take in for those extra couple of dollars each month and uh, and the revenue that your ads are bringing you? The bottom line is you have a, these companies have a budget that and a goal that they've set for each year and they have to hit it one way or the other. So they're going to figure out what's the best thing for them, which may not be the best thing for the viewer and it may not be the best thing for the advertisers. But advertisers are going to try in different ways to get in front of people. That's why That's why people put those screens in bars and you'd have trivia with advertising running over there and in laundromats okay. and uh, and any and any place that you can uh, you can find it. And, and before uh, my favorite is still before uh, before the movies. Once you are uh, in the theater sitting down and they're running commercials before they start the previews, that is a, a huge opportunity to get a, a captive audience when the, when they're there or buy a commercial in a, in a baseball stadium during in between innings. Oh, that yes, I remember before you used to be able to get to the movie like 10 minutes before the, the previews start. Now it's like 45 minutes before the previews start because they will put that one piece of content in there for a movie that's in between all those commercials and you got to sit through them and you can't see it anywhere else. And that's actually genius. So, and there's probably going to be more of it with all the troubles that the movie theaters have had. They're going to have to find, they're finding different ways to sell advertising within the theater to compensate for the people who aren't buying tickets and who are waiting it for uh, to come out on uh, on a streaming service much faster these days. So it's, uh, it, it's opportunities and challenges. That's really what advertising always is. Okay. Now, with those, is what is one of the most minuscule challenges that are uh, that are always overlooked in marketing? What, I know you probably have like a whole list of them, but just pick out one that you've seen over and over again with all your clients. I there's a statement that I share all the time: is people don't know what they don't know. And that's the biggest problem with marketing because you'll have a lot of business owners who do not have a marketing background and were, were successful with some level of ad that they ran in a coupon magazine or somewhere. So they know everything at this point. Uh, and that's the biggest challenge when it comes to marketing. It's trying to let a business owner um, absorb that there are many different things out there that is the biggest thing about marketing is testing. And I think uh, if I'm expanding on the answer to you is, is you, you really need to test your marketing. You just can't run an ad and decide it didn't work. Well, if you, if you ran something on a, a commercial on radio and you ran it for a month and you didn't get the results you wanted, did it not work? Or did you either not have the right messaging in the message or you haven't given it enough time or you didn't put enough money so there weren't a lot of commercials actually running in your schedule? because you were concerned about your budget and um, it didn't resonate with the audience. They didn't get the, the reach and the frequency that they needed to want to respond to it. So if so looking at radio, looking at digital ads, looking at creating a TikTok campaign, there's a lot of different things you can do to market your business and get, and get an audience, but you have to test to be able to do that and not a lot of business owners think about that in the process. And that comes back to the conversation we had before is you have to know what you want and what the results are, what results are acceptable, what what results are not acceptable, and just scrap the idea and start over, but take what you learn from it to move into a different one. 
Am I correct? You, you have to have a marketing strategy. Right. And in the marketing strategy, you're looking at results. And right. the results, again, having a measured marketing that you're measuring your results and making decisions based on what makes sense for uh, for your company, trying to hit goal, certain goals on a, on a specific basis, trying to make a, the, big, the big splash in the right way. So someone comes into a big corporate meeting and say, okay, we, it was the Super Bowl was, was this weekend. Let's all yes. run a Super Bowl ad and, and you get all these eyeballs on it. And we can really, it, everyone's going to know who we are. Well, Super Bowl ads are $7 million to place, plus all the different money to, uh, <laughs> to invest in creating the Super Bowl ad. You're, you're, you may be up to $8, 9000000 million by the time you're all said and done with all the other placements for it. Uh, unless you're strategic wow. and maybe run a local ad. It's probably the most expensive local ad you're going to ever pay for. Can you actually afford to do something like that? It may be great to get all those eyeballs, but you really have to make a measured decision whether that's the direction you want to go in. And it's all about having the right strategy from the beginning and testing and making sure that you're getting the results and the return on investment that you're looking for with when you're doing your budgeting. Okay. Uh, most definitely because $8 million, Wow. I, last time I... I actually looked into that. I was like $2 million, like way back when for a commercial. But as we know, oh, the time. Well past $2 million. It was, <laughs> it was 5 million about four years ago. And I think it was, it was either seven or seven and a half million per 30 seconds. Oh my. Wow. Wow. And then they have, then they, the same company has it on the commercial on there three or four times during the whole Super Bowl. That's, that adds up. Wow. That's that adds up very quickly. And then you have the supporting buy after that. That you're doing on uh, national uh, cable uh, buy and uh, running to the commercial on uh, on YouTube and other places online. So there's a lot of uh, buying dollars that are being done as part of these ad campaigns with the expectation of what kind of revenues you're going to generate from it. Okay. Wow. That wow. Yeah, that's definitely a lot to think about. Is and a lot to fa factor in before you go and spend your hard-earned money because you might not get it back as we're saying as but it's a learning process as we're saying as well now another part of the learning process is there like you said before there's over 10 million over 10 million businesses starting out a year what makes a reputable marketing company when someone when a business is looking to market their 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 goods or their services what are some of the things that they have to look for to find a very good and reputable uh, agency to represent them? I think they need to understand what they're investing their, their dollars in. So investing in an agency, you want to look at the track record. You want to look at what kind of clients they've had before, what kind of successes they're going to come pitch to you in the, in the process, but also realize there's a lot of, of cost just to retain an agency on a monthly basis, in addition to the campaign uh, design and the, the ad placements and, and all those pieces go along with it. Sometimes you need to just look within and have someone, a really good, strong marketing person in the company or a uh, fractional director of marketing, someone who is independent from your company and uh, will come in on a, on a uh, hired basis to work on the different campaigns that you're looking for. And uh, it's, you want to make sure that everything that you're doing, you're viewing from the eyes of the prospect who's going to be interacting with you. 
because I get this all time dealing with people and their websites. You get your websites that's a digital brochure, has a general picture of a meadow with some a wonderful quote or concepts that has something to do with what you do. And then start talking about, this is what I do. I am this. I have uh, I have this background in this. I, 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 about yourself. Mm-hmm. They're going to get confused. They're going to get, um, they're not going to be educated on what you're doing because they're on a journey about themselves. They're, they're on their journey. They're not on your journey. So while they do want to learn certain things about you, they want to know what you're going to do for them. And that's what the, the, as quickly as possible because their attention span is short. So if they're scrolling down the screen trying to find answers, they're going to give up and go find somebody else who, will, who might provide it to them. So there's a whole strategy in designing your website to grab people's attention immediately so that they want to keep learning more. And this is where testimonials come into play, reviews come into play. You want to look at that, their business ratings, uh, and their clients. A lot of I've seen I've been approached multiple times by a lot of agencies that have clients, what clients they represented. And are those all good um factors to look into when you're looking for one? I think there's value to it. Okay. But a lot of, they also need to be able to speak to you now. You're the prospect when you're doing the search for an agency in, in, in this uh, situation. They need to speak to you. You, okay. you have the same two issues going on in your head that your prospect is going to have as well. There's a problem you have you don't want, a result they want that you don't have. I really need someone to help market my business, and I need uh, I need the, the right type of marketing to, uh, to to get my business moving forward. Now, keep in mind, most companies do not have to hire an advertising agency. If you're going to be going into commercials and billboards and um, and digital advertising, some of that can be ha- handled in-house by the by your own marketing staff. That you don't have to do that extra expense. But when it comes to these broader commercials and, and real concept stuff, that's gonna that you're gonna create a commercial and a full campaign. That uh, level of expertise comes in very handy, and that's a good investment for your company at that time. But if you're just starting out, you do not need an advertising agency. Okay, that's that's good knowledge because the people that constantly call or schedule, they they make it a point that you can't do your job without them. But they don't offer the solutions or anything to back up that statement. Um, I found personally. And that's one thing that I will tell my listeners to take it, take into consideration is question. If you don't feel right about it, and if you don't honestly think that they have what it takes to, like you're saying, keep it in-house. Try it. Try Try your strategies. Come up with a strategy. Come up with multiple strategies. And then just move down the line. The, the agency has a budget as well and they have a sales team as well. So they're trying to do sales and create revenue the same way you are. So at some time, at certain times, you may just be a, a line item on, the, on their revenue budget as opposed to a real necessity. Are there needs that you have? Yes, you do need a professional to build a website for you. And there are varying levels of, of expert that can do that for you. It, it doesn't have to be going to an agency to get a, a, a great web design. Oh, absolutely. And I've actually, I've tried one of these agencies before and it was actually marketing my first two books. 
I'm like, okay, this is book sales. I gave them all the information. I gave them everything they could possibly ever want. The statistics, the reviews, the pictures, my testimonials, where it's been sold, the pricing, how um, the difference in pricing and whatnot. They honestly, for six months, they could not get me one sale. So that told me a lot about them. And I went back to their manager and whatnot because they tried, I got locked into a monthly, monthly retainer, as you're saying, to, because they need to sell and I signed the contract for it. But they failed to produce results and I got out of my contract because it was money wasted on it. And the they said every two months, well, every two months they tried a different strategy, but each one of those strategies failed. I'm like, how can you fail at this when I have over 100 reviews on my books and they're still selling without without even you being present? So what are you guys doing and what are you doing with my money? <laughs> that That was my question to it. It's a very good question to ask. And, and honestly, they couldn't back anything up. They just was like, okay, this is your last month. You don't have to pay it. See you, bye. <laughs> so they, I, and it's a shame that there's companies out there that are, are like that. But there's also like, you're saying, Howard, is companies that are actually taking the time. Like you do what you're, you're 25 years and your experience and all the vast things that you're doing is, you want to see how you can solve their problems and get it to the right, to the right people. The customer is key, and that's the way I see things. And it really has to be in this this type of relationship. The customer has to be key. It is not just bringing in the uh, retainer every month. Okay. Now, throughout your years, and you've seen a lot of changes. What has been the best time in your marketing career that you've seen that everything just align? Every, the technology was there. Everything that you were working on just fell in the line and you had great results. It varies. I've had some really great experiences. I worked as part of the launch of a minor league baseball team in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. And we marketed in different ways and we were selling out on a nightly basis. So I ran a Broadway show, as I, as I would always describe it, on a nightly basis around baseball. And I, I didn't care what... I. It didn't matter to me whether the team won or lost or that the fans cared if they won or lost. It was the excitement inning by inning that we were providing to them because it really was an entertainment focus. And there was a lot of different marketing that was thrown in with the sponsorships and the giveaways and the outfield fence signs. Um, Working in local radio, I uh, ran different types of advertising campaigns for clients. And one in particular... We, uh, we took a, a local di- regional diet company in their local market mm-hmm. and took them from being 80% female the one year to 55% male the next year because we're on a male-focused mm-hmm. sports radio station. And that's how successful that, that, they, uh, that they were. They had a 40% increase in their revenues because of the campaign that we implemented that year. Oh, my that goodness. It's always been my, my, my favorite experience. Oh, wow. And on that note, we have to take a break, Howard. We already went through the half first half of the show. So actually, we went over a little bit. I'm being told. So uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to have some more great uh, content with Howard. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have Howard Wolpuff here, uh, and we're talking about marketing with small business owners, some of his uh, great experience throughout the years. We covered quite a bit in the first half. If you miss it, definitely go when it's available on your streaming services, uh, like and subscribe it, and also um, tune back in because this is going to actually be really good. Welcome back to the show, Howard. Thank you so much, Magnus. Awesome. We covered a lot of things. We covered uh, strategies and uh, what to look out for with agencies and whatnot. But one thing we haven't talked about is we're we're, spoke, uh, we're focused on the small business owners here is when is it time to actually start looking for people to start marketing their services or their products? Well, it depends on the small business owner. As, as, I, as I like to say, people didn't go to college to learn how to be a business owner. They learned about being an employee. So a lot of the skills you need to market your business aren't taught in school. And so there are, I think the best owners are the ones that realize that they know what they know, but they also understand what they don't know. And bring in help hiring people uh, bring in coaches, bring in in anyone that can support you to make sure that you're getting your meshes out there is very important. Sometimes you jump in and uh, you find the right magic and things explode. We were talking about TikTok and there's a guy on there named Keith Lee, really nice guy. And all of a sudden, towards the end of this past year, 2022, he started doing local food reviews for Las Vegas. And he has a real charm about him. And all of a sudden, people started to follow him. And all of a sudden, he hit a million people following him. And he'd mention a restaurant, and the restaurant would be bombarded the next day 
with, uh, with, with lines at the block, down the block, because they saw this one guy on TikTok talking about him. And now he joined in with Mr. Beast and, and, and helped 10 restaurants. And now he's getting a TV show out of it. So sometimes you hit magic and everything goes in your way. And, and I'm so happy for this guy and, uh, and what he's accomplished in, in six, seven months. But sometimes it's a lot harder for business owners to find out where is the right place to, to advertise and how to market themselves. A lot of that has to do with the fact they really don't know who their, their audience is. I'm a plumber. That's great. It's not just everyone who has a leak in their sink. You have to be somewhat regionalized and localized and try to, to capture an area and find ways to uh, to speak to that area so that you are the plumber of that area to start developing a campaign based on that. Okay. I've recently spoken to a young, uh, young adult, young business owner, 21 years old in Florida that did the exact same thing with pest control. And he is killing it down, honestly, in the Tampa area. Down, I know it's a little bit away from you, but he actually owns a fleet, a fleet of vans. He owns multiple employees, and he's actually opening uh, at an extra, an extra location because he's expanding. And he's he did exactly what you're saying here. He got help when he needed it, um, and he's been very cautious on how he's running his business, but still, but taking still taking the risks. Minor risk. Which is fantastic. It's it's it can be really exciting when things grow that way, and it's you have to uh, find the way to uh, to nurture it. I I had a uh, two gentlemen come on my uh, podcast, and they have a chimney business in the greater Los Angeles area. And why do they have a chimney business? Not because they wanted to be Bert from Mary Poppins their whole life. <laughs> they had skills in in home improvement. And said, okay, what is missing in this general area? And it was chimney work and cleaning gut, cleaning the the uh the fireplaces and, and and those tasks. So they found something that was need and then they started marketing and going door to door. They had great skills going door to door, and their their business exploded from day one. So that works sometimes, but sometimes you really have to get creative. You're gonna be the 35th roofing company in the neighborhood. It's just that there becomes a lot of challenges. It's about knowing your audience and whether that's the right decision to begin with. And then if that's the case, how to speak to them that the way they want to be spoken to as they're on their journey for searching for answers for the roof. Oh, you brought up a good point there. Now, each business that you deal with, have you tried seen, you probably have seen that businesses are trying to copy other businesses? And they're not really standing out to make them actually uh, memorable, if you will. And when that happens, how do you start marketing something like that? I think copying is is uh, is one of the sincerest forms of flattery okay. uh, in different ways. But you have to be realistic of who you are. I think that people are looking for someone that's unique and someone that really speaks honestly about themselves. If you're trying to be someone else in your business, it's going to be very challenging to get past uh, the judgment of prospects of what they're looking for. Um, there are great companies to emulate. There are great campaigns to emulate in different markets. Uh, they're ones to stay as far away from as possible. Uh, I think that, that I, I laugh because uh, I love the example of some of the uh, the, the lawyer uh, commercials that are out there. You're a guy in Texas called the, uh, the, the Law Hawk who just screams into the camera 
and uh, gets a lot of attention. But also, it's he also gets a clientele that really can't pay their bills because that's the ones that gets excited about him being their representative. So it's you have to be understanding who your target audience is at all times when you're trying to present yourself to the public and market to them. Okay. Now, when the company decide when the company we all change changes everywhere. Now, is it smart for the company to change? but keep their core values in place and change with the times? Or is it good to just stay where they are and hold their values and keep doing what they're doing? Depends company by company. I think there's most need to evolve over time. But if you are a, a restaurant with a certain charm to it, you want to keep that charm. That charm is the reason why people keep coming back. So it's, again, it goes back to understanding who your client is and how to speak to them that they want to be spoken to, and being being honest about who you are. Yeah, a company that that looks you go into a restaurant and looks like it's the 1970s doesn't mean that that's that translates as the charm of what they had. It's a personality, not but you have to make sure the look evolves with the times. Okay. Now here's a question for you: What's one thing that you can tell that you would like to tell yourself when you're just starting out in this uh, from your from yourself right now? If you can go back in time, what would you tell yourself as you're starting this type of work, your journey in, in marketing and, and advertising? I think I would tell myself that there's a great opportunity to opportunity to learn a lot of things from a lot of people and that you need to figure out who are the right people to gravitate to that will uh, will take your career in different directions. Um I've I've been very fortunate to have a lot of amazing experiences launching a big sports complex in New York, launching a minor league baseball team and being on the field for four years and doing so, living out my my baseball dream since I wasn't going to be the the shortstop for the Yankees, <laughs> um, launching a, a major website. Um, these these are really great experiences and, and just take full advantage of them and and uh, and enjoy them while they can. Okay. I know time is short for us today. Uh, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, I know a lot of my a lot of my listeners are small business owners or starting to think about small business owning. How can they get in contact with you to discuss what you offer? Well, the best way is through my website, ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com. Uh, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn, Howard Walpuff. That's W-O-L-P as in Peter, O-F as in Frank, F as in Frank. I'm always open for questions. I love speaking to small business owners and getting a sense of what their challenges are and seeing different ways to uh, to address them. And uh, it's it's to, to me, that's that's where I really enjoy most day-to-day, uh, being able to uh, to solve problems. Okay, wow. I, I know... Uh... It's actually 4:45 right now, and I'm gonna let. I know you have other things that are are pressing at the moment, but honestly, thank you for your time and thank you for being part of the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for hospitality, and thank you, you uh, for the opportunity to talk about marketing. It's something I just I can keep on going, as you can see. <laughs> I know. Um, what we'll do is we'll make plans afterwards, and we can reconnect. Uh, I'd still love to be as um, keep in contact with you as well. Um, and schedule you to come back on. Absolutely, Magnus. It'd be my pleasure. Uh, thank you. Have a wonderful day. I'm actually going to keep with the show here. And honestly, everybody, this stuff here has been crazy. 
you've heard it from uh, Howard. And what we really need to do out there is when we're starting to do our business and it is very enticing to go after everybody because everybody has a dollar. Everybody wants to spend their money. But it, from what even what Howard was saying and what I've been finding out through my through my stint as a, as a business owner and as an author and publisher and whatnot is find the people that you want to help. Um, what I mean by that is find whatever your business is, whether it is like a pest control or plumbing or publishing books, find out where those people are, go to them. Chances are they don't, like Howard was saying, is they don't know, they don't have an answer to a problem they have and they don't, and vice versa. So to do that is you got to know where, where your people are. Uh, my books, like I said before, is I had questions about my books and it, what better way to get great information is by doing by example. So my books, the making more money for you series is from, it's supposed to be from 18 to 35, but honestly, everybody has been reading them. I have 16 year olds that have emailed me and 65 year olds that haven't emailed me, which is wonderful because that means that my book is doing its job. The The content is doing its job. Uh, and the show is as well, because this marketing right here is it's a jungle out there and we can get lost. We can spend a lot of money in such a short amount of time with no results. And we have to, as business owners, we have to be able to recognize that. And we actually have to have our strategies in place. Our strategies are well thought out beforehand and shouldn't be on the fly. Uh, of course there are the people and business owners that just do things on the fly. It's like, Oh, let's try this. Let's try that. The whole spaghetti off the wall thing as Howard was saying, but if we surgically do this, instead of going out with a 10, 10 pound sledgehammer and actually just go out with a little ball peen hammer, like a little sculpting hammer, we would get a lot more results and we wouldn't break as much <laughs> with, with, a, with a, such a small hammer. And your audience will grow over time because I understand that our customers are our livelihood. They're the ones that allow us to be that continue to be in business but those those customers when they get great service they will tell their their other friends they will tell other people they will be your spokespeople they will be your brand ambassadors if you will they'll be because if you're happy with the service or the products that you get they will shout out to the moon but on the flip side of that is once you give bad service or you have bad products or you don't take care of your customers, they will turn on you in an instant. And they, and in this time and day and age with social media everywhere, that can be detrimental to your business and you can lose a lot of money very quickly. So if you treat each customer like an individual, which we're supposed to be doing and take care of them and make sure they have a great experience that will enable us to do marketing to the right people. And one will save time Two, We're going to save money and three, we're actually going to sell our products and services properly and we'll have a better return on investments and 
we will actually be able to continue business and even grow our businesses over time. Sometimes businesses grow overnight. Sometimes they take a little bit of time. Uh, one of my coaches I'll never forget is, are you su successful in the sales of your books? I had to sit back and think. I'm like, to myself, and I thought, no, I'm not selling a lot of books right now, which is fine. But on the but the caveat to that, I, I talked to my coach, uh, coach and mentor at the time, is I'm not just selling books. I am building a brand. I am building a legacy. And I'm also expanding on this and making sure that this solidifies as I keep moving forward. And not just over one book or two books or three books, but a brand that I can honestly be very appreciative about and i can stand behind and market and the marketing aspect of it is the the marketing will be a lot easier since you build a brand or a brand with services and goods instead of just worrying about sales i understand i'm taking the long route for this and building step by step i am not leaping over <laughs> giant concrete walls at the moment or I'm busting through the marketing by thinking outside the box and going to where my customers are, but from a different angle. Uh, like we said about Facebook ads, we talked about Twitter, uh, we talked about Instagram and TikTok. These are basically all the tools of the trade that we're using right now, and everybody's on them. Uh, we have to go where the people are and not a lot of people are out in the world experiencing things. They're all, we're all stuck on our phones or some sort of device to keep things, uh, close, close at hand and all in our little, on our little world of our cell phones or digital world, if you will. Now, television and television has been one of the biggest marketing things since its conception and the 1950s started that revolution when we actually had television and live shows and couldn't honestly the shows had to actually take a break because of getting set ready for the next thing and and on top of that it actually cost a lot of money to do the shows and they would subsidize and the the time the time between shows and between takes by selling things and that's where we're at right now everybody is commercials are four or five minutes long an average 30 minute show a sitcom is 30 minutes it's only 21 minutes and there's three three or four uh segments that equal nine minutes of time and those nine minutes of time there they are commercials and they are back to back some of them we see repetitively some of them we see once and we often wonder it's like what was that thing that we've seen and you wish it would come back and you never see it again, which is sad and super sad. And, oh, my goodness, we are closing down already. Uh, so all in all, this show is, I, I believe all of us out there can benefit from this show. We are either starting a business or we are in a business or we're actually going to start another business. And having Howard on this show was actually very informative and eye-opening to the mass jungle of advertising and marketing 
And the basic, the basics of it is know your, know your audience, where to find your audience and testing. Those are the top three things that we can take away from this. We need to leave our impulses and our emotions to the side and let the numbers actually show us what needs to happen. Uh, the numbers will either be it worked, it kind of works, or it's not working at all. But we have to have our strategy in place to figure out which is which. So that is actually our show today about marketing and digital, actually building a market for your brand. Uh, I may actually change that to digital marketing and uh, small business owners because that's exactly what we covered today. But next week, oh, next week is going to be a lot of fun. I I am looking forward to this show. Honestly, I booked this show out like three, two and a half, close to three months out. I was reached out by this gentleman's publicist. He has been in Hollywood. He's been a producer. He is a comics, comic strip cartoonist in the New York Times. He has been in a lot of mo- quite a bit of movies. Uh, I am talking about Victor Varnado. We have him on the show next week. He is going to be our guest. He's going to be the guest with me, and we're going to talk about his career, how he how he got into acting and uh, show business, and how uh, how he was able to use his platform to catap- to catapult himself into being a, a a very successful business person. It's going to be a lot of laughs. We're going to talk about his stand up career, his his side projects, and uh, he's also an author, which is. I just seen that was just added for him and I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be a very uh, inspiring show. So tune in next week on voice America or on your streaming service. Yeah. One o'clock Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern time. But until then get outside, do something. Oh, and also happy Valentine's day. Do not forget to take, take care of your Valentine or they will, it will be a very long night for you. So until next week, have a wonderful week and we will talk later. Thanks for listening to making more money for you with Magnus Carter on the voice America business channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you until then have a fantastic week.